0: Hi, everyone. I wanted to share a special interview I did for the White House and U.S. Department of Health and Human Services with actor, director, producer and activist America Ferreira. We launched a campaign called We Can Do This, which is a national initiative to increase public confidence in and uptake of the COVID vaccine while reinforcing basic prevention measures such as mask wearing and social distancing. Through a nationwide network of trusted messengers and consistent fact-based public health messaging, this campaign helps the public make informed decisions about their health and COVID-19, including steps to protect themselves and their communities, and in this case, our children. During this chat, I highlight America's parenting journey during and after the pandemic, we talk about how parents have pandemic fatigue. COVID has put enough strain on families, so getting kids and families, quote unquote, back to normal will help alleviate this strain. It's normal to have questions. Of course, we have questions, but it's important to talk about it. It's important to talk to your medical providers, your doctors, your pediatricians, and of course, do your own research from trusted data-based resources. I urge you to visit vaccines.gov for more information on the COVID-19 vaccine near you, how you can make a decision for your family, and as of now, your kids who are five years old and up. Now listen in to my conversation with America Ferreira.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Kanika Chadagupta, Gupta, television journalist and podcast host. And I am very excited to bring on America Ferreira. America, thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you. Happy to be here.
1: America, we have grown up alongside you, and it's been a joy watching you on screen. You won our hearts in Ugly Betty, and we still remember Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and the friends we shared that with. And here we are in our mom jeans with you.
2: (laughs) Here we are. Yep. (laughs) 2022 in our mom jeans.
1: What have you learned or what is something you think differently about now than you
2: did before the pandemic? So I think like the all encompassing answer to that is just, you know, the value of community. I've always valued my community and held my people close, but as I said before, I had a newborn child at the beginning of the pandemic, which having a newborn child can be an isolating experience on a good day, right? But to really be physically isolated from your community, from your support system, as a mother who's recovering from giving birth, a newborn baby, a toddler who has needs it was a lot to go through alone. And so was everything that followed in the last two years. And so I think the real embodied experience of, wow, it's really hard to be isolated from community really changes, I think, for good, how I look at and value my community and and the energy that I want to put into Developing my community and keeping my community close and making sure that I'm investing the time and the energy and the thought into the things that truly bring real value to my life and to my children's lives and to my family's life there's no rule book
1: to parenting as we all know. So it's really important to find reliable information when we're making the most important decisions. So as you prepare to vaccinate your children when they're eligible, where and who do you turn to for this very necessary information about the COVID vaccines?
2: Yeah, well, we can't, Wait to get vaccinated. (laughs) And when I say we, I mean the kids. So we have already primed them. We've spoken to them about vaccinations. We talk about how old they need to be. My son is just about to turn four. So we're still too young for it. You know, we seek out reliable information from our pediatrician, first and foremost, about not just the choice of vaccinations, but whether or not to send them back to school, whether or not to take that trip to see grandma and grandpa, you know, whether it's safe for me and my husband who are vaccinated to do certain things when our children aren't. It's a constant reevaluation, and and the, the math is a little bit different when you have those unvaccinated young children at home. And so for our part, We can't wait to either have a vaccine for children under five or for our children to turn five. My son knows that on his fifth birthday, if it doesn't come sooner, his fifth birthday will be a cupcake
1: and a shot. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant that he understands, you know, the meaning behind it. And it's something to look forward to.
2: Yeah. And, you know, that's been something that has really changed. He was one technically when the pandemic began and we couldn't explain anything to him. We couldn't tell him why he wasn't in music class or couldn't go to gym or wasn't seeing his cousins. You know, we couldn't explain it to him, but now we can. And a really big part of helping him understand it is being able to explain the science and miracle and gift of what a vaccination will allow him and us as a family to get to do, the relief that that would bring to us. And it's also an incredible opportunity to teach him about taking care of others, why it matters that we protect not just ourselves, but everyone that we care about and people we don't even know. Yes, we've all lost a lot. The children have lost a lot, but there's also been an opportunity to model and ask our children to be the kinds of citizens in the world that we want them to be, which is caring, not just for ourselves and our family, but for everybody else as well.
1: Exactly, exactly. I mean, it would always just take my breath away when I would see children readily put on their masks. And these are two-year-olds. It's amazing that they understand um, how necessary that is and what it means to Look out for those around you as well as, you know, take care of your own health. Can you talk about the role that your pediatrician and other physicians in your network have played in helping you answer any questions that you felt wary about?
2: Absolutely. I mean, we've all had to make a million decisions for ourselves and for our children that have so much weight to them. You know, whether that's, can I go get a haircut? Can I meet my friend for a cup of tea? Can I go watch that show? Can we celebrate his best friend's birthday party? All of these decisions, big and small, it's exhausting and and it's so hard to know what the right answer is. And I could have never survived that and made those decisions without the support of medical professionals, without the ability and the access to find reliable information. And and of course, our pediatrician's office is always the first call we make when there's a decision to be made that we just don't feel like we can make on our own. And the great news is that we don't have to make it on our own. You know, we, yes, we have our friends and our family, and we can talk about and commiserate with, you know, how we're making our decisions. But we always seek to get any doubts we have or any questions we have answered by reliable sources with real information. And even then, it's not always a straightforward and easy answer, but it's so important that we feel like we have that access to to that support and to that reliable information.
1: And when talking with your pediatrician, what were some of the reassuring aha moments that made you feel confident with your decision to you know, get your children vaccinated when it's
2: time? Well, I trust my pediatrician and I also trust science and I trust the process that we have to approve vaccinations for children. And I've also been able to witness My friends and family have their children above five vaccinated and their experiences have only reassured and reaffirmed my decision that I I can't wait for the feeling of knowing that my children have a layer of protection that they didn't previously have. And I feel so grateful that I have that opportunity to make that choice for my child.
1: As a mother of two young children who's been working through the pandemic, how have you managed the fatigue making these decisions for you and your family?
2: Yeah, (laughs) it's exhausting. And you know what? like sometimes my husband and I aren't even on the same page, right? Mm -hmm. You know, one of us says he needs to be wearing a mask and the other one's like, we're fine. It's not a big deal. And so there's no relationship, whether it's in a marriage, whether it's in friendships, family, or even the stranger in the coffee shop, that you're not constantly negotiating either with words or silently about what everybody's, Threshold is right. And and that's true for a husband and wife or a, a mother and a child. That, you know, there are some days where my two-year-old will keep her mask on and days where she just refuses. And 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 I have to negotiate that with my child and do what I think is is best for her in the moment. It can be exhausting and and it feels never-ending. But for me, what's made it survivable is the network of support. You know, my friends and my family who are all going through the same thing, none of us are in this alone, but also having reliable sources of information to ground me when I'm feeling like, are my being too crazy? Are my fears irrational? I can ground myself with a healthcare professional, with a pediatrician, with a friend or family member who is a healthcare professional who can ground me in reality and help calm what can only be incredibly anxiety-inducing circumstances. The last two years have been about learning new information, processing new information, decision-making with real consequences for ourselves and for others, and It is truly exhausting, but we don't have to do it alone. And that is the lifesaver, I think, for me.
1: We know the pandemic has affected the expected social and emotional development of our children. How have you tried to address and navigate that with your two kids?
2: In the beginning of the pandemic, we had two very young children. And while it was hard and isolating for us as adults... The children's needs were basically met. And as time went on, that changed. And so we did what we could to stay safe, but also provide social interaction for our older son. It's been really important to find ways to give our children what they need socially and emotionally. And I think it's been really important to not miss the opportunity to model for our children what it means to be a caring citizen, why we stay home if we feel sick, why we wear masks, why we have to stay home one week, why we can't see grandma and grandpa that week, why it's not safe to do this thing. You know, we can explain those things to a three-year-old and give him an opportunity to understand it and to understand what his role in society is in a greater context. And so while so much has been taken away From so many, there have also been, as a parent, opportunities to allow our children to learn and and step up and be the kind of people I know I want my children to be in the world. I didn't expect to be giving those lessons to him when he was three, but here we are. And you know what? He's amazing. And he does understand. And he does get it. And he does care. And that's really beautiful. It's beautiful to see. And and it's been, as a mother, a gift to get to see that my child, when given the opportunity, can step up and do the right thing, not just for himself, but for others. So as
1: parents, we've been navigating very challenging times and there's times where we feel anxious and down and out. Is there anything you want us parents to know?
2: The one comfort to me has been that none of us is in this alone. We're all in this together and none of us have to make these hard, difficult decisions alone. If you're watching this video, you most likely have access to reliable information and expert data that can help us make these really difficult decisions. But we're not doing it alone and we can do this.
1: Do you have a Mother's Day wish? And I feel being in London, you get two. <laughs> celebrate twice.
2: <laughs> I know, I know. I'm going to get emotional because obviously it's been like an incredibly taxing time for all of us in the best of circumstances. But I just feel like as a mother going through this, I have held in my heart and in my mind so many times the devastating truth that there are so many mothers and parents who don't have the access to keep their children safe. And that is a heavy weight on all of our hearts, you know? And and my deepest wish for every mother, every parent in the world is that they have access and opportunity to keep their babies happy and healthy and safe. Thank you, America, for this conversation. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you for listening to my chat with America Ferreira. I hope you gleaned some great insights and her perspective on raising her two little ones and her thoughts around the COVID-19 vaccine. Be sure to follow her at America Ferreira and the White House Department of Health and Human Services on Instagram. They are HHSgov and on Twitter, HHSgov as well. And that's where you can get even more up to the minute updates on what's going on with the We Can Do This campaign and more. You can watch the video of my conversation on COVID vaccines for kids with America Ferreira online. Just visit wecandothis.hhs.gov. That's wecandothis.hhs.gov. As always, you can follow me at Chadagupta on Instagram and Twitter. And my other handle is at mom Sense. Thank you for being part of my community. I'm so honored to bring you interviews just like this. Remember, always trust your mom sense and dad sense. Stay strong, super parents. I'll see you next time.